Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome into the voice of Camp Nathaniel. Stephen Bell here with Lee Sharp. And uh, man, good to good to be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number, number three. Number I think number three in this new format. So so far so good. Yeah. So we hope. I mean, we record we record this in advance, so we we hope it's so good. <laughs> hey, uh, tell us what we're a uh, little bit. Remind us what we talked about last week, and then tell us what we're talking about today. Yeah. So this is a two part series. So if you haven't listened to the first part, then what are you doing here? Go back and listen to the first part. Because we are chatting with Bill Clark, uh, who is a pastor up at Hickory Grove in Northern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Last week, we were hitting on spiritual growth. Today, we are going to be chatting about sustaining that spiritual growth, not getting complacent, longevity. We'll throw some marathon running in there. Yeah, Bill's a runner, man. So we got to talk about marathons. So. And, and it works great because it works great as an illustration leading to what we're talking about. So If it fits, it fits. It fits. All right, let's get straight to the discussion with Bill Clark today. All right, guys, welcome back into the Voice of Camp Nathaniel. We are here for the second uh, second show in a row with uh, Pastor Bill Clark at Hickory Grove Baptist Church. And uh, the last time we the last time we had him in, we were we were talking about a lot of his background and stuff mm-hmm. like that, how he was connected with camp, and uh, and we said we were going to talk a little bit more about this little, you know, kind of strange hobby that he has that he enjoys. Just sounds painful to me. <laughs> he enjoys running. Why do you Why do you like to run? <laughs> Are you being chased by something? <laughs> why do you suffer voluntarily? <laughs> I don't even get paid to do it. I actually pay I to do it. <laughs> you pay other people to suffer. It yes. seems like a counterintuitive sort of thing. Here. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> now, listen, man. I know, I know there's a lot of people. A lot of people may be listening to us who they 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 enjoy getting up for a morning run or something like that. And and again, yeah. I, I want to. I, I'm not ashamed to say I would love to be that person one day. I'm not that person now. I have a lot of growing to do and, and a lot of shrinking to do. All right. I'll, I'll say that at the same time too. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, but Bill, you've, uh, first of all, you've, you've done multiple marathons. You know, we were, we were talking last time about how you've done, you've done the Boston marathon twice. You're, you're preparing for a third one. Um, mm. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, about that pro- process you go through. How, how do you mentally prepare for something like that? <laughs> I know it does sound completely crazy, but once you get a few under your belt, you kind of get a little system going, a little rhythm going, and there's you know, there's literally an off season in between doing marathons. But yeah, it's a 17 week training period, uh, and you kind of start. Kinda, it is. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but uh, you you do you you start off with a certain number of miles a week and just build up. It is just kind of interesting. It really plays well with our topic of spiritual growth. If you were to do a line graph of a training session of getting ready for a marathon, it would zigzag up, then down, then up, then down. But you slowly get higher and higher and higher to your peak. And uh, then you go down and and take two to three weeks of very low recovery before you actually run that race. Uh, So, yeah, there's a a lot that goes into it. It's systematic. I do think you kind of have to – really like it or love it or you wouldn't do it. It's a lot of commitment to get ready for one. I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got two questions about the Boston Marathon real quick. Number one, uh, and, and a lot of people may know this, I just don't. How long is it? And then number two, uh, as far as miles is concerned, and number two, yeah. how long does it take you? Because you finished it, right? Right, right. That's right. right. So, so how, how many miles and then how long did it take you to finish? Uh, this is good. I'm glad you're asking this because sometimes I'll get asked, 
How long was that that Boston Marathon? Then this Chicago Marathon. How long was that one? The marathon, by definition, is always twenty six point two miles. And don't leave out that point two. That's the hardest point two miles in in the world. Is the t- I'm tired when I drive that. <laughs> right. We need True. a snack break somewhere. In- <laughs> I'm gonna stop at the gas station. And punch That's, snack. Right. That's right. Twenty six point two miles, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. And my fastest ever time I've done a marathon is uh, just a hair under three hours and twelve minutes. So it's every now and then I'll do that, and I'll be like, I could have watched an extended play of Lord of the Rings. Instead of doing this, really though, I could watch all the Star Wars movies back to back, even the ones I don't want to watch. You know, wow! Yeah, you said True. three, so three hour, uh, three hours and twelve minutes. Is that what you said? Yep, three hours and twelve. Three twenty six miles in three hours and twelve minutes. I couldn't do that in three days and twelve hours. All right, <laughs> my goodness. Well, Bill, hey, listen, I used to say the same thing, so you never know. Well, listen, man, one day, one day in the, in the future, at least for a, for a little bit, man, one day I'm, you're going to be here at camp. Me and Lee are going to wake up. I'm I'm throwing Lee under the bus here. (laughs) Me and Lee are going to wake up early in the morning with you and run for at least three feet. All right. Three feet and 12 inches (laughs) right now. For all of our listeners, you can't see me shaking my head back and forth. Just going, no, (laughs) maybe three feet. Okay. Three feet's okay. I thought we were going to start running laps around the circle out here. I remember remember telling people last, uh, last summer when Bill spoke, I was like, man, y'all don't want to talk to me about running. Cause after I run 10 feet, I sound like Darth Vader having an asthma attack. (laughs) (laughs) well guys listen we uh we are in our second our second um program here talking about spiritual growth Uh, last time if you didn't uh, if you didn't hear that go back and check out the last episode of the voice of camp nathaniel we talked about avoiding the performance trap you know having this kind of legalistic mindset that it's Mm -hmm. that my closeness with christ is all based upon how i perform but bill was Mm -hmm. telling us that no, no, really. You f- you flip the script, man, and you talk about how how important it is to focus on the person of Christ in our spiritual growth. And I, I think you were uh, dead on there, man. Mm-hmm. So let's uh let's talk about this now, okay, Bill? We want to know your your uh what what you've got on here on this topic in regards to st- sustaining spiritual growth, and and that's the topic of complacency because we all mm-hmm. have those areas at some point in our walk with Christ to where we just feel like we're not growing. All right. Right. So, so what? It's uh, like a let, plateau, right? Yeah. Almost yeah. Like yeah. We, we kind of plateau. We feel like, okay, have we, have we grown as much as we can? We, we know that's not the case, but that's just kind of, mm-hmm. maybe it's circumstantial. Maybe it, maybe it's a, maybe it's a mental thing. There, there's so many aspects to it. So um, mm-hmm. lead us in to start our topic, uh, conversation on that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I kind of wrote some notes down when you told me the topic and, and the more I thought about it, I feel like there's so many reasons why we might experience that. And mm-hmm. one of the ones that that comes to my mind, even just as you set that up, is I think I think about people who would say, you know, not trying to be you know prideful about their spiritual health or growth journey, but if they could be hearing us say all this and say, and let me just add, I've I feel like I've done all the things a person should be doing. Like I've I've done the spiritual disciplines. Uh, I've I've done it in a way to try not to be legalistic, to really treat Christ as a person and grow in a relationship. And yet this is where I feel. I feel like I'm stuck on this plateau plateau. <clears throat> I do think that 
um, there's times I've felt that way and I've had to wonder if I'm in a period of waiting spiritually and that maybe where I'm at is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Uh, It's just sort of, sort of a different way of looking at it is you may not be complacent as much as you're just in this period of waiting spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would argue that um, at least at this point in my life, I've learned that sometimes uh, that is the most spiritually active time in our lives because mm-hmm. waiting sounds like you're doing nothing. Uh, but if you do it the right way, you're, you're, you're praying, you're watching, you're waiting, you're trusting in the word. Uh, you're actually actively doing the things. I, I love a Henry Blackaby quote, um, do the last thing God told you to do with all your heart until he tells you to do something different. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're feeling like we're kind of stuck, on a plateau, that's what we do. And I would argue that might be some of the best stuff, honestly. Um, you know, we don't want to feel it. We, I think part of it too, guys, we love those big, I don't know what you call them. I guess those mountaintop moments is a good way to put it. And we feel like if it's been a long time since we've had one of those, then something must be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another thing to watch out for is to not relegate spiritual growth to a feeling of ex- uh, 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 of celebration. It, those happen. Those are great. Praise God for them. Uh, but man, I think that the grind of walking with Christ day to day, where we work, where we live, where we play, um, it's going to sometimes not always feel very celebrative. Um, and so I think that's another thing. I guess, I guess part of, part of what my, what I'm saying here is, what we might be calling complacency um, may not always be bad. We might be in a period of waiting where we need to just keep being obedient and keep trusting and keep watching and waiting. Uh, or also it might be that, Hey, you not experienced these emotions that we often attribute to spiritual growth moments, but that doesn't mean you're not growing. I think I would say that to start off the topic. What do you all think about that? I, I I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, man, uh, you know, thinking back, look, looking kind of in retrospect in in those times in my own life, uh, you know, I can certainly attest to the fact that it was in um, a lot of times it was in moments where God seemed distant that that as a result of just continuing to stay in the Word, continuing to seek God through prayer. That even though he seemed distant, it was really in those moments where I where I where I saw a great deal of spiritual growth in my own life, and mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of times that that's the way it is. A lot of times when we when we go through things like suffering, you know, suffering produces mm-hmm. in us great spiritual growth. That's and, true. And I mean, as much as we don't want to think that, as much as we don't want that to be the case, it does because then you're 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 placed in this in this area where it's like. I'm either going to completely be dependent upon Christ or I'm going to try to do this myself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then when we try to do it ourselves, you know, everything just kind of blows up in our face at that, at that point. So, so yeah, Mm -hmm. I think, I think what you're saying there, making sure that we understand that even though it may seem like a place of complacency, it may just be a period of waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, But what, what really is going to make or break that, well, well, I'll say it this way: If that's not a place of complacency, it very well could become a place of complacency. That's a great. Um, that's a great point. You're exactly right. Yeah, I, and, and the truth is, I think when we think of complacency, too, 
if we sort of strip away what we just said and say, okay, what if I can look in the mirror and say, okay, if I'm being honest with myself, I am not, I'm not trying. I'm not, I'm not caring as much as I used to care. I'm trying as much as I used to try that, that I, I, I truly am living a complacent, currently a complacent lifestyle spiritually. That does happen. I do. I believe too. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that when we get to that point and we see that, what do you do with that is, is now another question. Uh, mm-hmm. And what if it's not one of those things where like, no, I, I, I'm not missing these emotions. It's literally that if I'm being honest, I'm starting to feel a little apathetic or mm-hmm. whatever. What do we do with that? And, and I think the biggest thing I can think of is this is where being in community is so vitally important. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to spiritual growth, if, if there is one discipline I would encourage someone to get in, it would be that they would have some kind of relationship, uh, whether it be in a small group. Uh, a lot of churches do small groups or Sunday school classes, uh, have a mentor-mentee relationship. Uh, I can't, when we as a staff at our church have ever done a study where we say, how do you become a healthy, mature follower of Jesus? We start listing everything that, could go into that. One of the most common denominators that we can say personally is we had somebody in our life that when we reached a point of complacency, they were the ones that, that gave us a little bit of a spiritual kick or, or put the mirror up in front of our face and say, hey, buddy, you know, uh, I wrote this down. It, complacency, in my opinion, is when you're not striving for, for the next step, for the more that's ahead of you. You're settling for just where things are now and not moving forward. I believe that we don't go further. We don't move on. We don't climb out of complacency either because we're naive and we don't know that there's more. I think that's always possible. Mm -hmm. Or we're apathetic and we don't care that there's more. And that might be Mm -hmm. due to a lot of reasons. Could be some burnout. Could be some, you know, we're beat up with circumstances. Uh, But when we have a person who loves Jesus in our life that's maybe done the Christian walk longer than we have, they can see that and say, Hey buddy, um, God's not done yet. There's so much more. You can keep going. You need to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Don't stop. Um, and uh, going back to, I've learned so much about Christianity through my running hobby. Uh, one thing I learned is there have been many times I wouldn't have not have even run if someone didn't ask me to run with them. Mm. And there've been many days I would not have run as far or as fast if it were not for me running with someone. I've never, I would not be running the speed and the distance that I'm running today if it weren't for other people. Uh, Running seems like a solo sport, but it so is not. And definitely following Jesus is not a solo sport. The Bible is chock full of all the one another's. We are to one another, one another, one another, one another, all the way to heaven. And so I think that is probably the biggest, in my opinion, if you're feeling complacent, talk to somebody who loves Jesus about it and get real with them. Or maybe you're already in a community group, get real with them, let them speak into your life. And man, it can be the big thing that breaks that. Well, I, I think Bill just kind of hit the nail on the head there, there at the end. You know, I, I don't even have to ask him to, what would he say to someone to encourage him? I think he pretty much just is. Yeah, no, that would be, that would be. <laughs> Way to go, man. Lee, you got anything to add, man? Say all the past, 
the the one and others. Um, that was good. Quick, was... quick Google search there um, says that there are fifty nine one and others just in the New Testament. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, that's good. You're going to repeat it that many times, so you would think that it would be one of the most important things if you're going to. I think that would be, as you read through the New Testament letters, that is consistent through mm-hmm. every single letter in the New Testament. All of them yeah. have something that involves you doing this with other people. Um, mm-hmm. The idea of doing it by yourself is a foreign concept. Yeah. So, so hey, if you're listening to this and you don't have a uh, local church, uh, you know, as a believer, we, we need to be involved in community, exactly what Bill was saying. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a local church, Hey, do us a favor. Shoot us a shoot us, shoot a Cape mm-hmm. Nathaniel message on Facebook. We would love to uh, try to research your area, find out a good uh, Bible-based church that you can be involved mm-hmm. in, and encourage you to uh, to grow spiritually, man. So do that. Um, Bill, man, thank you so much for uh, jumping on here with us for the past couple of episodes. We we've thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, we hope you've had fun too, man. Hope we can. Uh, I love it a little bit there, you know. Oh, absolutely. You guys are great, man. Keep it going. You guys rock. If I could get. Uh, if you were on the actual radio right now, I would be tuning in live to listen to you two talk. <laughs> Just about anything, right? <laughs> about anything. <laughs> well, man, dude, again, thank you so much. Uh, always, uh, always uh, just a, a topic of, of prayer for us uh, in regards to you, in regards to your ministry there at Hickory Grove. Thank you for uh Man, just 25 years of, of faithful service to the gospel where, where he has you, man. It's a, that's a testimony. It really is. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Bill Clark, again, pastor at Hickory Grove Baptist Church, uh, talking about sustaining spiritual growth. Yeah, again, if you didn't check out the last episode, be sure to do that. And uh, Bill, thanks again, bro. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Hey everybody, again, it is that time where we focus on a particular ministry or missionary or what have you. Uh, basically, the what's going on here at Camp Nathaniel. There's always quite a few things happening. Isn't so. there? There is. Hey, today, this is something that you guys are really going to want to key in on, especially if you have kids or know somebody who has kids in uh, fourth grade and up, because we are talking about our spring overnights. And with us is uh, someone who... Uh, is no stranger to anybody who knows anything about camp, and that is Mr. Jeff McIntyre. Good to be with you guys today. How you doing, man? Doing great. We're excited about what... Well, here's what it is. We're excited about getting back to doing what we do. Yes. And, you know, the last couple years, really, since COVID, we have been handcuffed. We've had obstacles in being able to put out and do the things that Camp Nathaniel is known for doing. Of course, one of those big things is our weekend overnights, and that's really what we want to focus a little bit on today. And I'm excited to announce that we are coming back uh, full bore, uh, starting with March 10th and 11th uh, with our grade school overnight, and uh, we are excited about getting that back on the calendar. Of course, that's going to be followed up with Uh, A couple more overnights, one for our middle school grades, which is uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And then that's going to be followed up with one March 31st, April 1st, which is our high school uh, overnight. Uh, That is for everybody in the 9th through the 12th grade. And so we're giving kids an opportunity to get out of the house, get back to camp, get back to some fun, get back to some excitement. And uh, we're excited about getting the grounds back opened up and, and just offering the kids an opportunity to get out of the house, enjoy each other's company, 
uh, learn some good biblical truth, but also be able to fellowship and and uh, get get back to some normalcy of life. Yeah, you know, and I just I love the fact that it, we're 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 going overnight again. You know, because we we were doing the spring breakouts because after COVID we had to do just during the day thing. You know, like kind of a, almost like a, just a day camp for one day. And uh, but now we're we're getting ready to go back overnight, man. They're going to get to stay in the cabins again. It's going right. to be awesome. Exactly. And and like I said, we, we, when I said going back full bore, that's exactly what I meant by that. We're going to get kids back in the cabins. There's going to have be an opportunity for them to have that overnight experience, which for you parents might sound a little bit scary, but I want you guys to know that. We do this in order to be able to give them an experience that would allow them to look forward to maybe a week in the summertime. It's been our overnights that have sometimes fueled that excitement for a week of camp. And and uh, we're not even going to be shy about the fact that that's one of the th- reasons why we do these overnights is we want to give kids an experience uh, away from home for a night. Let them know what that dynamic is in a cabin with a counselor who cares, who loves them. And just give them a week that hopefully, or a weekend, pardon me, a weekend that would uh, allow them to look back and say, man, I could do this for five days in the summertime. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just got a, right before we started this, I actually just got a text from someone uh, just in the next county over saying, hey, I've got got a ton of kids lined up that want to participate in summer camp. I was like, well, the first thing I get to do is I get to tell them about, hey. You need to get them plugged into the spring breakouts, uh, our, our weekends coming up too. So uh, there's a lot of details in regards to these that we need to hit on. Obviously, we've already talked about some of the dates. Uh, again, let's just, re- if you don't care, Jeff, reiterate just the dates for us for each of those groups. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through the dates and then maybe we'll talk about what it what it means to get your child registered for Absolutely. one of these. All yeah. right, so we're going to get things started off, kicked off on March 10th and 11th. Uh, all of these weekends are going to start and end at the same time. So that's going to be easy to figure out. We're going to get started at six o'clock on Friday night. If you want to have your child here by five 30 for registration purposes, that's fine, but they're not going to miss out on anything. We'll start off with a great supper Friday night. Uh, we'll have some great events going on and then, uh, uh, everything will get concluded and end on Saturday afternoon at 2 PM. So, uh, for that for that uh, weekend conference for the grade school. Now, well, let me just say for grade school and middle school, both those weekend conferences, uh, we will be uh, supplying some transportation from some of our counties that are far away. uh, That being Harlan, Leslie and Letcher County. You'll need to make sure that you get up with your County camp worker to schedule that uh, transportation so that we know exactly how many are coming so we can have, the right number of vans there, if it's one van or two vans or three vans, whatever it is uh, that we need to get uh, get done. So um, you'll need to contact your Camp Nathaniel worker in your county. Uh, hopefully you know who that is. If you don't, you can contact camp and we can give you that information. But March 10th and 11th is our grade school. That's for all fourth and fifth graders. That means you have to be in the fourth or in the fifth grade in order to participate. All of our weekends come with a little fee. That's $10 for the weekend. Now, I don't know about you, but that's pretty cheap babysitting. Ten bucks for the weekend. Know. You know, you know what? There, I mean, there, there are some babysitters getting paid ten bucks an hour. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so for, to get an entire weekend overnight, I mean, I mean, come on, man. Now uh, that, you, that, that now that also obviously includes uh, your three meals. We'll be feeding them uh, supper on Friday night, uh, breakfast and lunch on Saturday. And uh, so uh, that is the 10th and 11th for all fourth and fifth graders. So if you have somebody in the fourth or fifth grade, uh, March and 10th, uh, March 10th and 11th is what you need to circle on your calendar. 
And, and they can register online right now, correct? Exactly. So uh, that is uh, easily done. You just go to uh, uh, www.campnathaniel.org slash overnights. That's www.campnathaniel.org slash overnights. And on there, you will have a, uh, it'll walk you through on how to simply uh, register your child for that uh, overnight. Now, because of the scheduling issues we're having, we uh, that that online payment that can be made is going to be non-refundable. So we're asking you to jump in with both feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you yep. want this to happen, we're asking you that you make that financial commitment. Uh, that, that fee will be taken care of. There'll be no exchanging of money here at the campgrounds. You can do that all online, but that fee will be non-refundable. So we're asking... Uh, that'll help us get numbers, uh, hardcore numbers, so we know exactly how many uh, buses, how many people we need to staff those weekends, uh, how much food we need to cook, right, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that's why we do it that way. Uh, I hope it's not an inconvenience for those that are, are willing to get their ch- uh, children involved, but that's what we're doing there. So www.campnathaniel.org uh, slash overnights will get you to the registration process. If you're having a hard time uh, doing that, give camp a call. We'll walk you through it uh, and or make other arrangements for you to be able to get your child in. We, we definitely do not want, we don't want anybody saying, oh, I wanted to get my child in, but I couldn't figure out how to get them registered. That right. is not going to fly. We, we need to make sure that we're going to get you... Um, that we're going to be able to take care of you and give your your child one a, a really great weekend. And then that's going to get followed up um, on March 24th and 25th. That's going to be our middle school weekend, March 24th and 25th. Again, a Friday and Saturday uh, starts at 6 o'clock, ends at 2 in the afternoon. Same registration process, but that is for all children or all kids in the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. If you have a student in the 6th, 7th, or 8th grade, March 24th and 25th is your weekend. And again, we'll be supplying transportation from Harlan, Leslie, and Letcher County. Those kids that live in Perry and Knott County, we're asking parents to get their child to Camp Nathaniel. It's not that long of a drive. Nope. And uh, and we're, we're going to ask you to uh, help out in getting the your child here to Camp Nathaniel. But those that live uh, a, a distance away from camp, we're going to try to supply transportation for you. And then... Finally, on March 31st uh, and April 1st, March 31st through April 1st, that's again a Friday and Saturday night, that will be our high school weekend. So all you high schoolers that are looking for an opportunity to get out of the house for a weekend, have some fun at camp, uh, get involved in some of the activities that we have here, or just be able to hang out with your friends, March 31st and April 1st is your weekend. Uh, We're asking that you get on that registration uh, uh, process pretty quickly. As of right now, because of the uncertainty of how many kids are going to be coming, we're capping it. We're capping these weekends at 75. Mm-hmm. We're capping them at 75. Now, that that number could be expanded. It could go up. But right now, we feel like uh, 75 kids is what we could handle and do a really, really good job with. And um, uh, with the potential of that ex- extending maybe to 100 depending on how those uh, re- uh, how those registrations come in. So I would suggest that if it's something you want to do, get in on it early, register quickly. Uh, if there's any information that you need to know more than what you're hearing on this podcast, please don't hesitate to call camp or your Camp Nathaniel worker, whoever that might be. 
So you can call Camp Nathaniel at 606-251-3231, or you can go to campnathaniel.org. Again, campnathaniel.org slash overnights for registration. Jeff, tons of info there, man. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for stopping in and letting us know what's going on. Uh, Lee, 10 bucks, man. 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Uh, 10 bucks you could, your child for 10 bucks could get three meals, an overnight experience at Camp Nathaniel, or you could go out and get a burger and fries. Can I sign them up today? You certainly can. So I, we would highly recommend that. Jeff, thanks again, man, for coming in and letting us Guys, know. thank oh, you yeah. so much. Hey, parents, thank you for supporting camp. And we're looking forward to giving your kids a very, very exciting weekend. Let's get them registered quick. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to, to getting back doing what Camp Nathaniel does. We're just so excited about having this opportunity. Lee, how about you sign us off, man, for another All week? All right, guys. So, again, we're wrapping up today's podcast. We're super excited that you all jumped in with us to be able to listen in. Um, we've got these weekend conferences coming, or weekend overnight conference extravaganzas, all the fun things that are going in there with that. We hope to see you all here soon. And hope you all have an awesome couple of weeks, and we'll be back with you soon. All right, later on, guys.